despite everything I had gone through, I was still living like a god until the moment that God entered my life and interrupted everything. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, who found answers in a real God. And we've been talking about the fast lane, the life of drugs, girls, sex, everything that we would want. At least that's what mainstream media says. Life where you walk around like you're a God and everyone knows it. Now, is this a life we really want? In our last show, we had Drew Anderson tell us how he lived a life in the fast lane doing what all the famous movie stars say to live. He talked about his addiction to cocaine, how he got into fights, and he felt like he was unstoppable. He lived like he was a god. In our last show, he talked about how someone broke into his home and shot him with a 45 caliber in the face, okay? He almost lost his life, but he did live from that, went through rehabilitation, but he did not give credit to God, to the doctors. He, at that moment, felt even more empowered and felt like he was invincible. Now, in this show, he's going to talk about how everything came to a halt and how this attitude of invincibility stopped for him and how he met God. So, Drew, I can't wait to have you on the show. Drew, welcome to the show. Hey, Alan, it's great to be back again. Awesome. Drew, I'm just like, wow, I'm really excited to hear about how this shifted for you here. So in our last show, you talked about feeling invincible after you woke up. What was it that really brought you to your knees? I'll be honest, after waking up in the hospital, you know, I still had that very same attitude. I definitely had, you know, an encounter with somebody who was in love with Jesus. Really? And knew the Bible and was a prayer warrior. And they said, you know, hey, I may never see you again, but promise me you'll go to church. And I was like, I mean, you know, okay, you know, whatever. So Drew, let's back up a little bit. Cause like I was a former atheist. When someone invited me to church, usually I was like, no, <laughs> you know, what about that invitation in that moment really gripped you that you would say yes and keep that word? Well, as you can imagine, you know, you spend a lot of time in the hospital after you get shot in the head and pronounced dead. There's a ton of stuff to take care of and, mm-hmm. and you end up getting to know the nurse staff well. And, you know, over time the nurse was like, you know, Hey, this isn't a normal story to have. You know, God has a plan for you. And I've heard it all before, you know, right? Well, when you're into drugs and you get in accidents and locked up and go to hospitals, there's always someone ready to tell you God has a great plan for you. You know, it almost becomes cliche. It's just like almost muscle memory mm-hmm. at that point in time for a Christian to be like, God has a big plan for your life. <laughs> but this was different. You know, this lady spent, you know, 60 plus days reading the Bible next to me. I couldn't speak. My mouth was wired shut, praying for me, really? prophesying, speaking into my life. Wow. And so I felt almost as if I owed this lady. You know, I felt right. as if I owed her the yes to be yes. Wow. And so I went. So it was the love. So that's the details is that she just basically poured so much love. She could have just been a nurse, but she was above and beyond. She just loved you. Yeah, she exuded a Christ-like mentality and behavior that I had not experienced or encountered before. Man, that's amazing. So you go to church. Now at church, as you walk in, are you still in your persona, in your mind, like I'm invincible? Like I'm just here to be here. 
Nah, uh, yeah, maybe not as invincible, but definitely like, all right, let's get this over with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I go to church, and I'll tell you, I went expecting nothing to happen, and man, it all changed for me that day, you know. Really? They started with worship, and I'll tell you, from a hardened criminal, man, to a drug addict and drug dealer, to an invincible person, to broken, I was crying, and I didn't really even know how that started, but wow. they have an altar call in the middle of worship, I end up there give my life to Jesus. And I'll be honest, man, as radical as that sounds, it's when it all changed. So what in the service really gripped you? I really don't know. I'll be honest with you, man. I credit it now to the Holy Spirit. But mm. back then, you know, I was very clueless. I was like, man, you know, whatever. So I got into it. Wow. And before you know it, my eyes are closed. Before you know it, tears are coming out of my eyes. Before you know it, I'm at the altar. Before you know it, my life's in Jesus's hands, you know? And yeah. I know people are always like, man, that's real fast. And I was like, I can't explain it either. But I think that's why God has given me the testimony he's given me. Now, let me ask you, Drew, because you said something very interesting. How when someone feels invincible, they don't feel broken. But how did you come to the revelation that you were broken in that moment at church at the altar call? How did you know you were broken inside? I'll be honest, man, when the pastor presented the message of the day, the message of the day was a second chance. And my whole life had been that, Mm. you know, I was Mm. given up at birth, got a second chance, got real parents. I was a drug addict, a drug dealer in jail, could have got a lot worse sentences, but I got a second chance. I was Mm. shot in the head, pronounced dead, but I got a second chance. And I just felt like the message was for me. As weird as that sounds, I just felt like, man, I showed up to this church out of all the churches I could have gone to, out of all the messages that could have been preached, out of all the things that could have happened. This happened. Wow. And so I just felt really connected to it. And I think that allowed me to listen and to be open or sensitive enough to hear or to allow my heart to be unhardened so that I could receive that message of the day. And when I really realized that I needed to break the shell around my heart in order to realize I was really a broken human being, God was able to get a hold of me. Now, in your opinion, because it sounds like that invincibility moment, basically it was pride, right? It was like the shell of pride on the outside. But then when the pastor, you know, was preaching about this, there's actually something besides the pride on the inside. Why do you think people struggle with pride? What is going on there? How did you overcome that? Because not everybody can overcome that, Drew. How did you overcome that through faith in Jesus Christ? Yeah, you know, I think since the beginning of time, you look back at Genesis, you look back at Adam and Eve, you look back at what the enemy was able to trick them into doing. They were convinced that they were able to be God. They were able to do all Mm. the same things that God was going to be able to do. They were convinced of that. And I think that that's what the enemy still does to the day. Mm. Uh, Same tricks, you know, not a different dude. It's that he uses the same methodology and he just convinces people in this world that they don't need help. That needing help, that being weak, that crying, that relying on something else makes you weak or lesser of a person. And people Mm -hmm. buy into that. Right. And it's so hard to break that chain of pride, that bondage to pride, because you don't want to ever think you need help. Because when you need help, all of a sudden that makes you weak. And in the American standard of manhood, especially weakness is not a trait that most people want to be affiliated with. Right, right. No, that makes sense, man. That makes sense. So then what about this here? Because now your life is sober. You're no longer using cocaine. How did you overcome those cravings for cocaine when you accepted Jesus Christ as your savior? I think I came to a very quick realization that I used to feel invincible with things of the world. And then all of a sudden you actually become invincible because you either become a testimony of Jesus Christ or you spend eternal life with Jesus. So you get invincibility once you realize that it's not in your own strength, you get that invincibility. It's in submission and obedience to who God is. Wow. So basically you discovered something real 
Because it's true, as a Christian, and a lot of people don't know this, there is this invincibility factor, kind of like, hey, you can kill me. You know, the martyrs understood this. You can kill me, but I won't die <laughs> because I'm going to be with him. So there is no lose. I cannot lose. So God really gave you the true meaning of that. That's amazing, brothers. So what would you say to someone right now who's living their lives for their own lives today? Like they're living for the money, they're living for whatever they want. What would you say to help them realize that they might be missing something? I would say, man, take it from somebody who's gone through it all, like every possible avenue, road that you could have possibly looked to fill the hole that only Jesus can fill. I've been through it. I tell you that money runs out, drugs run out, the high wears off, the love and the affirmation you receive from men is temporary. As soon as you run out of what you have or run out of benefit in their life, they're going to move on. The one sole thing, the one sole individual in this universe that won't ever change on you, that will still accept you back, that will love you regardless of your flaws, that will love you regardless of how you feel about yourself is Jesus Christ. And the word mm. of God says that the only way to the Father is through him. So if you're out there mm. chasing money, I just say, hey, man, instead of chasing riches on earth, remember that the very riches you're chasing here on earth are the very riches we walk on in heaven, man. <laughs> Amen, Drew. Thanks so much for being on the show, my friend. It truly is awesome what God has done in your life, and it teaches a lot of how Christ gave you a better outlook in life. So, brother, thank you, thank you so much for being on our show. I just love you so much, brother. Hey, I love you too, On. was truly a pleasure, was humbled to be a part of this show, man. Grateful for what you're doing for the kingdom of God. I pray continued favor over everything you do. Amen, brother. Thanks so much. Hold tight. I'll be right back right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Onlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today and how he can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I think what Drew was talking about was powerful, that he realized he had something called the pride of life. And you may be wondering, why is that a bad thing? I mean, shouldn't we be proud of our lives and the things we have and do on this earth? Well, according to ancient scriptures, it seems the life of Drew is reflecting the verse in 1 John 2, 16 through 17, where it is written, For all that is in the world, the lusts of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Now, the Greek word for pride of life is meaning kind of like braggadocio or like braggadocious about the things of this life on the earth. I bet Drew was a person who would always brag on the things that he had, maybe the scams he would scam people with. 
you know, with his friends and stuff. I bet he would brag on how big and bad he was and the things he could do. And he would help himself and others to believe that. But then what broke him is when he met Jesus, he discovered that his life is frail and that it is passing away. He learned the secret of surrendering his life to the will of God, knowing that that is what causes him to abide in something that is lasting and filling. I mean, how can someone who had everything as far as, you know, stuff, be so confident all this stuff, and then suddenly just come to know Jesus in this ministry? Well, it's simple. He was empty because the things of this world, like the Bible says, is passing. It's empty. Think about you, your life. Is it just about the things that you have or that you do? And it may be good things, maybe great things that you have and do, but something inside of you says that there's something more. There's something deeper to life. So Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's saying, yeah, that's me. I do. I live for the pride of life. I live for the things of my life. Jesus, we call out to you to show us something more about our lives, what it means that it's not just about the stuff we have, but it's about something deeper. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. See you next time.